Starting a new Maimur in Kuf Samech Tes 169. The third in this Hemshech, which started called Deity on page Kuf Nun Aleph. So up here now, according to what we said in this previous Hemshech, previous Maimur, Yuvin Mashakosu will be understood the meaning of what it says in the verse. Sheshi Shom Tichel Matzois, about the holiday of Pesach on six days, you shall eat Matzois. Ubeyemish Fi Atzeres On the seventh day of Pesach is an Atzeres, another Yamtiv. A, literally, Atzeres is a, a stopping. Stopping from going back to your regular lives to stay one more day as a yomtiv. And the sages say in the Gemara Psachim, page 120, folio side one, just like the seventh day of Pesach is a reshus, meaning it's just a it's it's not an obligation to eat matzah. It's something which is you have permission. You're you're able to if you want to. You don't have to. So to the six days of Sukkot, it's not an obligation. You have to eat matzah every day. It's a rishus. You you ha- you can if you want. If it's so that the sages explained according to their drasha that the six days of of Pesach are just a rishus, you you can eat matzah if you want to, but you don't have to. So why does it say the lashon? Why does it say? Toichal means you shall eat matzah like seeming like a command. The verse shouldn't have said this word at all. If it's if it is saying that it's just rishus on these six days, it shouldn't have said the word toichal. You shall eat it. You must eat it. So to say, seemingly saying a commandment, you should eat matzah on these six days. In the fact that it does say you shall eat matzah in the six days of Pesach, it does imply that there should be a um, eating of matzah on these six days. And if so, how can you say that these first six days of Pesach eating matzah is just a permission and not an obligation? Another question. Why is it so obvious to the sages that the seventh day of Pesach, that the eating matzah on that day is just a permission, it's not an obligation? Like the sages said, that just like the seventh day is Rishus, so to the sixth day is Rishus. Many times in the Torah does it say eating matzah also on the seventh day of Pesach. Like it says in the Parsha, the portion of Kaddish. It says, six seven days you shall eat matzis, so including the seventh day. Another verse says, seven days you shall eat matzah. Another verse says, matzis should be eaten the seven days of Pesach. So, um, why, how is it so obvious that the seventh day is on Yerushus? If it seems many verses say that the seventh day should be eaten, should have eating of matzah. Even though in the verse, this verse that we brought in the beginning of this mimer, that it says six days you shall eat matzah, the Yemeshvi, um, that the Yatsu Yemeshvi mean a cloud, that the seventh day of Pesach has now gone out from the general rule of eating matzah. That it doesn't say, it just says, it just says six days you shall eat matzah, and the Yemeshvi had said this, it doesn't say eating matzah. So we see that the seventh day is now left that general rule of eating matzah. Zegufa that itself we have to understand. Why specifically does the seventh day of Pesach go out of that general rule of eating matzah? <coughs> next, next page. Lil al that we should learn, that we should learn from it. Meaning that we should learn from the um, seventh day that there is no that matzah is just permission. Also to the, all the six days. So that itself we have to understand why specifically the seventh day was taken out from that general rule. If all of other verses say that seven days you shall eat matzah, matzah shall be eaten seven days. So why specifically the seventh day was taken out of that general rule of eating matzah in order that we should learn from that that day that you don't that eating matzah is just permissive or per, a permission, not an obligation. We should learn from that day also for all the six days.
So, ah, so to explain this, the idea is like this. The whole concept of idea of permission, not something which you have to do. The spiritual idea, the spiritual source of that is a it's a godly revelation from above, which is not through an arousal from below. That which is comes about through an a arousal from below, which causes an arousal from above, a revelation of godliness from above, that is something which is chayva, obligation. Being that this is something which comes through a person's service, so it's a chayva, it's an obligation to draw down through that, through an through an arousal from below. Being that it's an obligation, we have to do it, something that we do, therefore it is um, something which we, we draw down through our aveda. But something which, a godly revelation which comes from above without an arousal from below, without our divine service, this is something which is just permission. Meaning it's something which you cannot reach through your divine service, through your service of Hashem. And therefore it's just rishus, it's permission, it's permissive, it's not something which you have to do. You can only obligate, Hashem can only obligate us to do something which we can um, reach, which we can draw down. It being that it's an obligation, therefore it must be that we draw it down through our divine service. But something which is rishus, it's not ob- obligatory. That means it's something which you cannot reach through your divine service, something which can't come through your service. And therefore, it's referring to an Easter Sula'ila, a arousal from below, arousal from above, which doesn't come through your divine service. So that which comes, Rishus is the idea of a arousal from above, which is not through an arousal from below. Anything which is from arousal from below, which causes an arousal from above, which causes a God revelation from above, that is something which is obligatory. Being that it comes through our service, so it's something which you are able to you're able to reach, you're able to serve, you're able to cause through your divine service, so it automatically draws down the arousal from above. But something which is just an arousal from above without mitzad atma, by meaning in and of itself, without any work from below, that's something rishus, you can't obligate that. And godliness in the spiritual realms, this level, which we're talking about, which is drawn down in a mitzah, in something which is just rishus, permissible, which is not obliga- obliga- obligatory, this level in godliness is truly a idea of rishus because we're talking about such a godly level which is so sublime, so high, which is not it's it's a hamshacha, it's a level which is not it's a level which is not muhrach, it's not forced, so to say, um, to to express itself and to draw down, to reveal itself. Such a sublime godly level which is not obligated and not forced to be drawn down, to be expressed. The fact that Hashem connected himself, so to say, and so to say, connected himself, he so to say made a condition that if you do work down here, I will give you a revelation of godliness from above. That's similar to the idea of an obligation. That through our avodah below, below will be will be able to cause a drawing down of divine influence from above. That is, so to say, like an idea of chiyuv. Hashem obligated Himself to react to what we do we do down here. Whereas we're saying the rishus, the level of godliness, which is rishus, it's something which is not obligatory. It's it's not mukhrach. It doesn't have to happen. Whereas this idea of the Isus Sati Isus Laila has to happen, so to say. It says in concerning this idea of Almash, the Maya Bisus Lasata, but but a level of godliness which surely transcends our ability to reach from our limited divine service down here. Ainz and Mukhachulu is not something which is has to happen.
it's not a it's not a hechrich, it's not a obligatory thing that it, it, it must be drawn down. It doesn't have to be drawn down, and it's it it totally um, surpasses our ability to cause it to be drawn down. And Hashem did not, so to say, nishkash yourself. He didn't connect himself. He didn't make such a condition on this level that it should be drawn down. And because it is so above our our, our ability to reach, so it's a level of godliness which is not murchach and amshach. It's not. It doesn't have to be drawn down at all and be expressed. V'shedish inyan rishus. So what is the, the the root of this idea of rishus? Of something which is just permissible, which is uh, not obligatory. What is the source of this in the spiritual spirituality? As as we know that everything in the physical realm has its source in the spirituality. Who It's from the the level of the essence, Hashem's infinite essence. Hashem's infinite essence is not forced, so to say, God forbid, not forced in the in the aspect of revelation. He does not have to express himself, and it's not something which has to happen. Whereas, like the sun, is a orb which by nature it has to shine it's not that it it's not it doesn't have the ability it's not just something which can um doesn't have the ability not to shine it has to shine um so too the essence of hashem so not like that the essence of hashem is so sublime so above it is essence essence means to itself therefore and it's so essential it does not have to express itself Whereas any other thing, any other level in godliness that is outside of that essence is already a revelation from that essence and therefore is already in a state, in a definition of a gili. So the source of the idea of shus, something which doesn't have to be, it's not, it's permissible, it's not obligatory, is this idea of the essence of Hashem. It's not obligated, it's not forced to express itself. Anything which is already in a state of revelation automatically it's going to it's going to express itself it's going to come down and be revealed it's already in a state of revelation but we're talking about the level of essence of Hashem which totally transcends the idea of revelation the realm of revelation there's nothing forcing it that it should be revealed nothing is forcing that it should be revealed you cannot force Hashem's essence nobody can tell Hashem what to do in his very essence or after he's already condensed concealed that essence and revealed a um, condensed and diminished level of godliness that is already a defined rea- level of godliness which now so to say has a hechrich it's already has a seer, has a certain form a certain way to express itself and therefore has certain definitions certain limitations it's going to be expressed but Hashem's essence is totally above any limitation and cannot obviously cannot be forced and therefore Hashem's essence is totally above revelation it's not forced to be have to express itself as it's explained in another place, they, they, an analogy for this from the deep, deep rooted soul powers, which are called the soul powers, which are just essential and potential, um, which is an analogy to understand the idea that these soul powers not uh, that they have to become expressed. Nothing is forcing them to become expressed. And see what it speaks about, explain about the idea of Rishus in the Maimon entitled Tiku in the year Tafir Samachtalit. And therefore, even down here in our physical world, which is now the expression of that source in the spiritual realms, is also called Rishus down here, permissible, something which you, you do not have to do. Because we're talking about a level of godliness which is not something which is not, not something which is in this idea of hechrich. It's not 
Hashem did not make a condition and obligate himself, so to say, to draw down that level. It's a level which surely is above our reach and therefore also does not have to be revealed, does not have to be expressed. So down here, when you are a voida which relates to that sublime level, is called the rishus, something which you can't, it cannot be obligated. Just like that spiritual level is not obligated to be drawn down. It's not So what is another example of this, something which is down here, is rishus and Therefore, it's able to draw down that level of godliness, which is rishus. It's not ob- obligated in, in the hamshacha. The prayer of the evening prayer, Arvis, is just uh, rishus. It's something which the Jewish people accepted upon themselves in later generation as a chayva. But, however, now, I mean, originally it's rishus. Um, just something which you can do if you want to. You don't have to. Shachris and mincha are obligatory, which are connected to the tamidim, the karbonis, which are every day brought. The um, the morning carbon carbon tubbing and the morning in the afternoon carbon tubbing Whereas the tilas arvis is just connected the avarim the limbs of the sacrifice which are burned overnight, and that was something which just shus. So that is the idea which draws down this shus also on godliness. The reason why um, the evening prayer is just shus. And the parshas Zayar and parshas Vayetzim, because the person does not have the ability, through his limited divine service, to draw down this level which you do draw down through davening the or evening prayer. Only through, rather, only through the supernal unities that a person brings about between the spiritual levels, as explained in Kabbalah, that there's um, different spiritual levels, all the spheres. And there's male aspects of the spheres and female aspects of the spheres. Za being the male aspect, the midas, and nukva or malchus being the female aspect, the receiver. And through our avoda, our prayers during shachas and our mincha, davening those times with proper kavana, we bring about spiritual unifications between the female and the male aspects in the spiritual realms, which every unification, just like in the physical, the unification between man and wife brings about offspring. So too, the unification between za and nukva, za and malchus in the world of Attilus brings about Revelations of Godliness to the lower worlds. So through davening shachas and mincha, you bring about these supernal unifications, and automatically through that that brings about automatically the supernal unification, um, which draws down the essence, the infinite essence of Hashem during arvis, during um, the evening prayers. So meaning you cannot through the evening prayers draw down that level of godliness which is relating to the rishus, which is the atzim saint soif. Only through the fact that you've davened shachas and mincha, and therefore you brought about a spa- a place of completeness, you've done everything you can in your limited capabilities. Then automatically, when you do mitiv, not that the mitiv, not that your avoid of doing mitiv is drawing down that actively, is actually drawing down that. Rather, it's because you've done as much as you can down here, and then automatically it's drawn down um, when you daven mitiv. The tefilas arvis yakiv tikin. As it's known that ya- Yaakov, all, all the three tefillahs are connected to the three forefathers, which is the Avram as Shachris, that says Av- um, um, Avram was the, was the one that was Besakin Shachris, Yaakov Avram Baboiker. I think that's the, the Pasuk, and then Yitzchak was Mincha. Means before the night time, it's talking about the mincha. So, and Ma'ariv is by Yaakov, who is the one that davened um, the evening prayers. So, the three obviously were Masakin, these three prayers, 
different explanations how that connects with the three um, being them connected to Karbonis also. But anyway, so the, the, the evening prayer is Yaakov was enacted that. The Yaakov Meshamish bin Morim. And it says about Yaakov that he is serving on high, meaning he's serving his soul, serving on high, connecting, connecting to a very high level of godliness. Because he's, this means the Meshamish bin Morim, Morim, the highest levels of godliness, relates to this, the Pnimis, the inner core of Kesser. Kesser being the sphere which trans- the level of godliness which transcends the ten spheres, meaning an unlimited revelation of godliness, just like the crown is above the head, above Chochmah. So Arvis relates to this level, Maidiv relates to this level of Pnimisa Kesser, the inner core of Kesser. Tiferes Oila Ad Kesser. And why does Yaakov relate to that? Because Yaakov, you know, all the three obvious Avram is of is Chesed, Avram Oyavi, love, which is the inner core of Chesed of kindness, and Yitzchok is Gvura. Pachad Yitzchak, fear of Yitzchak, and then Yaakov is Tiferes. Like it says by Yaakov that um, that he included both Avram and Yitzchak. Um, there's a verse which expresses this, that he both had the idea of Avram and Yitzchak within him. So he had both, and that's the idea of Tiferes, beauty. It's inclusion of all different colors together, not just one color. So that's the idea of the inclusion of Chesed and Gvura together. So Yaakov is Tiferes. And Tiferes, it says in Kabbalah, it ascends all the way up. Its root is in Keser, which is, transcends the, the ten spheres. And all the, in the inner core of Keser, another place, why Keser relates all the way back, why Tiferes relates all the way to Keser, because Tiferes is including these two opposites of Chesed and Gvura, and anything they can include, bring two opposites together, is because there's a revelation of something which transcends those two levels, and therefore is able to mevatel them, and therefore their yeshes does not, does not contradict each other, they can come together, and that's the idea of Keser, which transcends all the limitations of the spheres. So Yaakov is Tiferes, and he, his root is in the Pneumus of Keser. So therefore we see that Yaakov, which enacted, um, brought about this idea of Ma'ariv, is Mishamish Bemorim, because his source, which he he, is, he embodies the idea of Tiferes, but his source is in the idea of in Keser, Pneumisa Keser, the inner core of Keser, and that is the level of godliness which we have no ability to relate to, to draw down, that's the idea of the Rishus. Lochin, Ein Zeh, and it says on the bottom, it adds, Ein Zeh, Therefore, since we're talking about a level of godliness, which is a Pneumisa Keser, it totally transcends the limited framework of creation, therefore, it's not something which we can be reached through our Avoid it down here through our divine service down here. Rather, it's just given as a automatic, um, sort of say, gift from above when we do the most, when we are complete in our service down here. Nevertheless, don't think that when we say Rishus, it means that there's no Avoid happening down here at all. Um, even though you might have thought that until now, because something which you can't reach, therefore it just comes down automatically. It doesn't mean automatically that there's nothing, that you didn't do anything, you just got this automatically. Rather, we explained before, even that which we're talking about something which a level of godliness which is above our ability, our limited ability to reach, it has to be though, like it says in the, the Gemara says, a person does not give a gift unless somebody give, has given him some type of satisfaction. Even though it's a gift because it's not relating at all to what he did for the person. He just did him a little favor and now he's giving him this great gift. It's not something that was like a wages which you earned, something which is a gift. But you still have to do some type of, you have to have given the person some type of satisfaction. 
And the same thing here, we, uh, we cannot reach the level of Rishus, this Asmus Yen the infinite essence of Hashem, without having done uh, Avoidah down here. Like we said before, we have to do Shachas and Mincha first. And on the contrary, not only do we have to do something to merit to have this revelation of the Rishus, on the contrary, actually, we have to have done an even higher level of Avoidah to be able to merit this Revelation of the Rishus of the Atzav Sein Seif. Who in Yemchenas Bittul v'Anochas Atzmusay the Mitzvah Loisasay, like we said in the previous Mimer or part of this Hemshech, that this is talking about the level of Bittul, this Aveda which has the ability to basically allow the drawing down of the Rishus, not actively drawing it down, but allowing the drawing down for that is the Bittul v'Anochas Atzmusay, is self nullification and basically surrender of the self, putting the self on the side, which is expressed and mainly in the negative commandments. You're not doing something active or positive. You're actually just refraining, holding yourself back, holding your yeshes back from expressing itself. Like the explains in other places, the chosim two types of um, stamps. A stamp which is um, going out, and you stamp it. You put the ink on the on the stamp, and it, the, the the stamp protrudes, and you stamp like that. Or there's a chosim You put it in. Um, it's it's it's, in, it's engraved. It's and therefore it's not. It's not. It's not protruding, and this stamp is basically you put um, a stuff of special clay, and you put the stamp on it. It makes a. It, it, it forms the clay to look like that. The engravings in that stamp, and that is referring to the chesim shekeia. This idea of engraving, and not the idea of protruding. Protruding expresses the idea of a person's a person's, person's own identity, his own his own feelings, his own self. Whereas shekeia, it's engraved, meaning it's lack of feeling of self. It's a bittel. And that is expressed in the tefillin shalreish, and the head tefillin specifically, which is on a higher level than the hand tefillin, as explains other places in Chassidus. So Adrab, in order to merit the drawing down of this high level of rishus, the atzmas sein soif, which we cannot reach through our limited divine service, it has to be through a higher level of veda of basically the totally putting yourself on the side, not having any expression of your yeshes. But you and so we understand this better. In Masha in Masha Nemar. From the fact that by the splitting of the sea, it says, it says, you should go into the sea. Um, I need, uh, it says, I will fight for you. I will, Hashem will fight against the Egyptians. You shall be, you shall be just quiet. She's silent, Hashem is saying. Don't have to pray. And that's what it says over there that don't, it's not, not the time now for prayer. Just go and basically walk into the sea and the sea will split and I will take care of the Egyptians. So, it's by, by this, we're understanding now this idea of how Rishus, this level of Atzim Saint Seif, is drawn down automatically, but not without any divine service, rather through a very high divine service of Bittul Hanoch Satzmusay, totally putting yourself on the side. Kriyas Hashem said, Be quiet, silent, don't do anything right now. It's not a time of actually doing something, rather, it's like the idea of like the Mitzvah Leisah say, Don't express your, your yeshes right now. Latest Adun Midi, don't arouse yourself at all to try and basically to try and accomplish this this amazing miracle which has to happen in order to get across the sea. Don't try and do something to do to accomplish this. Because you cannot reach a level of godliness which is necessary to bring about this Kriyasyamsuf by your limited actions, your limited divine service. Rather, in order to merit this revelation it has to be something with Tacharishan, silence. The Zayar says, latest Adamidi, don't try and do anything. Because Kriyasamsuf, this miracle of Kriyasamsuf stemmed from the level of godliness called Atik, which is the Pneumisa Kesser, the inner core of Kesser. Atik, from the word Ne'atak, totally removed, something totally separate from the limited framework of creation. Like the verse implies, Ma'atitzak Eli. On this verse, the Zerah comments, what are you, why are you crying out to me? 
Hashem is saying to the Jewish people at this time before Kirsan, so they're crying out, the Egyptians are about to kill us, or the sea is blocking us from this side. Why are you crying out to me? The Zerah says, Batika Talimilsa. This miracle of Kriyasamsuf is dependent on the, on the level of Atik, the inner core of Kesser. It's not something which you can draw down through your prayer and through your avoida. It's, it's, it's dependent on Atik. So why are you crying out to me? This is not a level which you can, basically, you can draw down. You can cause to come into revelation. Also, it says, by the splitting of the sea, Hashem caused the... Hashem caused the sea to split with the eastern wind. And Kabbalah and speaks about what is this eastern wind talking about here? The eastern wind, which means primordial, something which always existed, referring to Hashem in his very essence. The infinite essence of Hashem, who is the primordial of existence of the world. So how did Hashem bring about this miracle of the splitting of the sea? Only through revelation of Hashem's Atm Saint Saif, the Kadmain Shalilam. Um, and this is also what it says by the splitting of the sea until until your nation will cross over Havaya which is the simple sense is talking about the crossing over the sea by when Mashiach comes and another crossing over the sea of the um, that it talks about in the prophecies that there's going to be a second crossing of the sea like it says Hashem will wave his hand over the uh, over the sea with a great strong wind. So that's when there's going to be ultimate peace. But the, that's a simple sense. But the deeper sense, the Hasidic interpretation here is Ad Yavur Am Chavai until the nation, your nation, will cross over, will transcend the level of Havaya. They'll reach a level which is above their spiritual level of Havaya, which Havaya usually really is, comes to the words Hisavus, creation, a level of godliness which is the source of all creation. Therefore, at this moment right now, which we need a miracle, a level, a revelation of godliness, which is from the inner or core of Kesser, which totally transcends the frame of creation, it's not something which you can generate, you can bring about through your limited divine service. Therefore, don't do anything right now. Silent. But nevertheless, like we said before, don't think that in order to merit this revelation of the level of Rishus, the Ain't Saif, you don't need to do anything. Rather, you do need to do something. And it has to be a higher level of the level of bittul and hanachas atzmusei. This silence, Hashem is saying, "Be quiet. Don't do any divine service. Active divine service. This shtika, this quietness, silence. Doesn't mean literally. Don't don't do anything. This is referring to a very very intense high level of bittul of self nullification, which is even above the idea uh, of speech. Above the idea of speech. And even the speech, a holy speech, a speech of prayer, the speech of the holiest thing, our holiest type of speech, of prayer or of learning. Teira. So this idea of silence, Hashem is saying here, is not just be silent, don't say anything, don't do anything. Rather, it's talking about silent, don't express yourself, even in the, the holiest way of prayer, because even that is still an expression of self. You're expressing your love for Hashem. Here, Hashem is saying, no, you need to come to a level of bittal, of not, not expressing yourself at all, of basically surrendering yourself to Hashem. Which is even above the holiest type of expression. Even though during davening we're talking about this specifically the Shemayin Esser prayer, the Amida prayer, which you're just standing like a servant before Hashem, totally nullified to the highest revelations of basically Hashem's essence. Even though there's no words in your tongue to be at that moment, you can't express yourself at all. Rather, rather just Hashem is opening your mouth to be able to pray. 
you're not using your own words to this moment. You're just totally letting the words of Hashem come through, flow through you, which are basically the words of prayer, which the sages enacted because they had this Ruch HaKadosh. But still, in the end, even though it's a very, the holiest, most Baltaldika Dibur, there still is a Dibur, which Dibur, speech, is an expression of self. You're taking from inside you and expressing even the whole idea of Dibur is a revelation from your mind into the open, into reality. Now somebody can hear what your thoughts were. So Dibur is an expression of the self. Even if it's the holiest type of expression, it's not your own words. It's the words, basically, holy divine words that the sages enacted. And this is your speech. Hashem wants us to be our prayers. So it's your speaking. It's not the speech of Hashem. It's your speaking, but you're channeling this divine speech through you. But the idea of silence here that Hashem is requiring is saying during the, in order to be able to, to allow the drying down of the God, the revelation, to bring about Kriya Samsuf, this silence, it's even above the speech, the holiest expression of self, of tefillah, of prayer. Like the sages say in Pirkei Avis, the um, offense to wisdom is silence, meaning simple sense. How do you, how do you merit the greatest wisdom? How do you become wise? Silent, be silent, listen to people. Don't don't talk so much. But the deeper sense over here is saying, Dishtika Lamaila Gam Misyag Lakhmuhu. Saying Siag this gateway, this fence of wisdom, the fence to wisdom is is shtika, is silence. The shtika lamaila gam this implies that even this idea of silence is even above even the wall of Chachmah, of wisdom. Has explained another place why, how this Maimon Chazal implies this idea that Shtika is even higher than Chachmah. In order to merit Chachmah, you have to have Shtika. Just, I don't know the exact shot over here, but I'm just thinking that Siag Chachmah, how do you make sure you get Chachmah is through Shtika. It seems like it would say that Chachmah is on a higher level than Shtika. But this explains another place in Chesed is how Siag L'Chochmah Shtika implies that actually Siag L'Chochmah, this, this gateway, this fence of Chochmah, is lower, and then there's Shtika, which is even higher than the Siag L'Chochmah. So that's the idea of what we're talking about here, which we, we need a bitl Hanachas at Musay in order to allow the revelation of Atik, the inner core of Keser, to bring about the splitting of the sea, which the miracle of splitting of the sea is basically the revelation of the highest level of godliness, the Almadis Kasi, into the Almadis Galia, to the revealed levels of godliness, basically two opposites coming together, and that's only possible, like we said before, the idea of Tufetis, when you have the Panimis Akester, a level which transcends all of creation, which can basically bring together opposites. So, this is also the idea of how the evening prayer is just Rishus, is not obligatory, it's the idea of um, silence, which is above the speech of prayer. This idea of 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 the evening prayer, you don't have to do it. It's it could you could be silent. It's the idea of silence. It's not the speech of prayer. It's not your act of speech. This is the same level which you are which you are allowing to be drawn down through tefilas arbis. It's just rishus, not obligatory. But now that's why now the sages basically enacted that the evening prayer should be obligatory. Now the bedoyedes rishenim shahayid rishus in the the earlier generations that it was just. A permission, permission. You didn't have to do it. Because basically now, after the saying of the Shema and the evening prayers, they would reach even higher level of Bittl, this level of silence, or 
through their ASIC, through their learning Torah, in this, in this level of Bittl, this Hanachas Atzmusi, putting yourself totally on the side, allowing the word of Hashem to flow through you when you learn, when you learn, my, my tongue should only allow for your speech to flow through it, the speech of Hashem literally coming through you, but now, that we do not have this level of Bittl anymore, we cannot, it's so much harder, and almost impossible to reach this level of Bittl, therefore now, they have made the evening prayer into a obligation because we can't even anyway come to that level of rishus to draw down that ain't safe because we don't have that level of bittel any, anymore within us. We're in such a yididus descent to the generations. We're so insensitive we can't come to that. So the earlier generations, when it was just rishus, that's because that basically they were able to reach that hanachazatzmusi, that intense bittel that was required to allow for the drawing down of the atzmus ain't safe. They would. Krishma, the limster and Afshe they would basically surrender their whole existence to Hashem during Maidiv. And when they said the Shema, the Shem Echad, the Shem is the only true existence. Uh, my existence doesn't really exist. They were able to reach that level of Shtika, silence. Or through their learning Taita, which was they were able to learn with a total humility, not feeling themselves at all, allowing Hashem's words to flow through them without any personal agenda. But now that we don't, we can't reach that. So therefore, they just said, okay, now nah, it's an obligation. Not something which you can't, we can't anyways get to that level of, of Rishus right now. Now returning to the original question. What the, we said on the about Pesach, it says that just like the seventh day of Pesach, you don't have to eat matzah. So to the first six days, you don't have to eat matzah. The Shvi shall Pesach because the seventh day of Pesach that is when the miracle of splitting of the sea happened, and that's when we need that revelation of the Pimis Akesa, the inner core of Kesar, which transcends all of creation above our ability to reach Hare Oz That's when the revelation of Atik is Vlochin Achilas Matzah and therefore the Mitzvah which is going to bring about that revelation. Um, it's not something which you can produce through your avoda. Therefore, the eating of matzah, which is the mitzvah that of the day of Pesach, is only rishus. It's only uh, permissible then. You don't have to. You don't have to eat it. Not obligatory. Because we're talking about a level generating, uh, allowing for a revelation of a level of godliness, which is also the rishus level, not obligated, not obligated to, to express itself, like we said earlier. So, just that's the seventh day of Pesach. Why it's rishus? Why matzah is rishus then? Because there, because that's the level of revelation of godliness that is happening then on the on the Shabbos of the seventh day of Pesach, and Dehine Matzah Ischiva who I'm sure is because Abba Kneda. So now we're going to explain a little bit more about the idea of Matzah here. So Matzah is this level which on the Shvisha Pesach is just a Shus and therefore it's allowing for the revelation of Atik. But Matzah, the obligation to eat Matzah, the mitzvah of eating Matzah, draws down the level of Chachma as it's known. Like it says, the sages say about uh, that the baby doesn't know how to say father, Abba, which is referring to Chachma, which is the father compared to Bina, which is the mother, which when they come together, they produce the Midas, the Zah, the emotions. So um, the, the baby doesn't know how to say, to say father until he tastes the taste of wheat. And also referring to the idea of that... Um, of eating matzah also, which is made of wheat, draws down from that level of father, chachma. So that's the mitzvah of, of matzah, meaning what is the level of godliness which you actually actively draw down through eating? Matzah is chachma. This is what is drawn down through our Aveda down here, our limited divine service down here. 
this is what it says, and the verse implies, it says, that, um, because of this, Hashem has done for me all these miracles and taken me out of Egypt, and the sages say, we say in the Haggadah, what does it mean, because of this? This implies this, it's right in front of you. I only told you to do this when you're, um, when the matzah and the martyr and the bitter herbs are placed before you. So, Day, what is implied? Day, matzah, that through the mitzvah matzah, Hashem also vayali, you're basically, that is the Yisrusa Lusata, which is generating the Yisrusa Lusata, the revelation from above, of also Hashem Li, Hashem has done for me this miracle, drawing down the level of Chachma. As explained, look at the Tere, the Mimer entitled, Lohavi Mashkas Bagada, understand what it says in Agada, Matzazishon Oichin. Awal, Mishvishal Pesach, we're on page Kufayin Aleph now, but on the seventh day of Pesach, Shuhu Giliatika, which is the revelation of Atik, the Pnimisa Kesser, which is even above Abba of of Chokmah Vatsilas, which is still one of the the highest level of the spheres of Vatsilas. The highest sphere, the basically highest level of all of creation, but still within creation. But now Atik, which is Natak, which is totally removed from creation, Pnimisa Kesser, the inner core of Kesser, that is which what needs to be drawn down on the seventh day of Pesach. Gilsa Toyra, the Toyra reveals to us the Achilles Matzah Boy, Hudashus. That the eating of matzah on that day is just rishus. It's it's just permission. It's not a, a, obligatory. Because it's something which is above. This idea of rishus is above our uh, ability to reach from our divine, uh, limited divine service down here, and that's why on the seventh day of Pesach it's just a rishus, because that's the level of godness which we're trying to allow to be revealed into reality on that day. We'll stop there. Four lines at the top of Kufa and Aleph.